Hello and welcome to Paranormal United States. This is episode 45 and this is Vermont. Vermont. And I always feel funny with Vermont because the only time I've ever in my life heard of Vermont is in Friends when Ross and Emily end up in a cabin in Vermont. So that's the only thing I ever think of when I hear. Yeah, Vermont. I don't know anything about Vermont. No, you know, it's not really in like films or it's lots of places in America you sort of hear a lot of, but Vermont just isn't. Is it one of them places? That said, there's quite a few weird things going on. Okay. In Vermont. And for this episode, we're going to be looking at something called the Bennington Triangle. Ooh. Ooh. We like, we've had a couple of triangles in this series. Alaska. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm sure there's another one there's somewhere. Another, uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. we talked about another triangle somewhere, yeah, somewhere right. along the way in the past year. Definitely. So this is the Bennington Triangle, which is centered around the Glastonbury Mountain in Vermont. Oh, it is said to be cursed, nice. according to Native American law. And it's Glastonbury spelled a little bit differently than the Glastonbury in the UK, which has its own sort of sacred sites and stuff going on. So the area has long been known for strange events, including UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings, strange lights and sounds, and perhaps most famously, the location where five people disappeared in the 1940s and 1950s. The disappearances started in 1945 when 74-year-old Middy Rivers disappeared whilst out hunting in the vicinity of the Long Trail Road on November 12th. Rivers and his son-in-law, Joe Lauzon, were walking together before reaching a fork. Rivers and Lauzon were separate with Rivers telling Lauzon he'd only be gone a short distance before he'd join them at camp for lunch. 3pm had come and gone. The rest of the hunting party would begin searching before getting the authorities involved. An extensive search was conducted, but the only evidence discovered was a single rifle cartridge that was found in the stream nearby. Rivers was an experienced outdoorsman. He was very familiar with the local area. On December 1st, 1946, 18-year-old Paula Jean Weldon, a sophomore at Bennington College, had set out for a hike on the Long Trail. Many people saw her depart, including Ernest Whitman, a Bennington Banner employee who had given her directions. He was one of the last people to ever see her alive. An extensive search was conducted, including the posting of a $5,000 reward and help from the FBI, but no evidence of her was ever found. World and Disappearance was the inspiration for the 1951 novel Hang Hangerman by Shirley Jackson. Cool. A few years later, in 1949, three years to the day, on December 1st, 1949, James E. Tedford, veteran, went missing. Tedford, who was a resident of the Bennington Soldiers' Home, had been in St. Albans visiting relatives and was accompanied to a local bus station which was the last location where he was seen. According to witnesses, Tedford got on the bus and was still aboard at the last stop before arriving in Bennington. Somewhere between the last stop in Bennington, he vanished. Oh. Apparently, his belongings were still in the luggage rack and an open bus timetable was on his vacant seat. That's a bit he weird. just literally vanished. <laughs> just He's left his stuff there, just gone. Just... Never seen again. 
Nearly a year later, on October 12, 1950, Paul Jepson, aged eight, had accompanied his mother in the truck. She left her son unattended for about an hour whilst he fed some pigs. When she returned, her son was nowhere in sight. Search parties were formed to look for the child. Nothing was ever found. Jepson was wearing a bright red jacket that should have made him more visible. According to one story, bloodhounds trapped the boy to a local highway where, according to local legend, fellow disappearing Paula Weldon disappeared on the same track four years earlier. Sixteen days later, on October 28th, 1950, Frida Langer, aged 53, and her cousin, Herbert Eisner, left their family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir to go on a hike. During the journey, Langer slipped and fell into a stream. She told Elsner if he'd wait, she would go back to the campsite, change clothes, and catch up to him later. But she did not return. Elsner made his way back to the campsite and discovered that Langer had never returned, and nobody has seen her since they left. Over the next two weeks, five searches were conducted, involving aircraft, helicopters, and up to 300 volunteers. No trace of Langer was found during the search. So that's five missing people. Mm. There's no connections between them, apart from the, the, the area. It's just like the same role comes up a few times. Yeah, they're all different ages, different so, genders. I was going to say the ages is quite an interesting thing. So there's a massive mix between a child yeah. and a, an older person. So yeah, she's got eight, eight, eighteen, seventy-three. So it's literally yeah. There's no like, there's not like five young women missing. It's literally, uh, yeah, random. random. And there's an earlier missing person, so slightly earlier, but that of a man named Carol Hernick in 1943, so two years before the first disappearance. He went missing during a hunting trip around 10 miles northeast of the town of Glastonbury. The difference with this case, though, is that his body was discovered a few days later. Interestingly, surrounded by huge, mysterious footprints. Wow. And he'd been squeezed to death. <laughs> what? So, so, yeah, squeezed. So it sounds bear-like type, yeah, big does, footprints, yeah. been squeezed to death. But that's the only time, like, all the other five, which was never seen again, never been found. Whereas he went missing, but they did find his body. Mm. And he was killed by something. No one's something big being killed by a hog. <laughs> oh, way to go. Oh, I love you. Oh, yeah. Crush you to death. <laughs> so, the stretch of woodlands around Glastonbury Mountain includes the towns of Bennington, Woodford, and Shaftesbury, as well as the ghost towns of Somerset and Glastonbury. For more than two centuries, there have been numerous sightings of a Bigfoot like creature in the Glastonbury Mountain area which became known as the Bennington Monster. Oh, wow. One of the first reported sightings occurred in the early 1800s when a stagecoach full of passengers was forced to stop on a washed-out road. The driver first noticed very large footprints in the mud that was too large to be humans. Then, the coach was attacked by a large creature who knocked the vehicle on its side. So it must have been a big, big, yeah, big creature. Yeah. The, the frightened passengers could only see a pair of eyes before the monster roared and ran off back into the forest. Later sightings described the creature as a large, hairy, black thing standing over six foot tall. Oh, 
So could be some sort of bear Bigfoot type monster. Could be the same one that was hugged that other guy to death in uh, 1943. Something, something going on there. Yeah, it, I mean, six foot tall. It could be a bear standing up. To be fair, mm. I know they can go a lot bigger than that, though, when they're on their back legs. But there's a bear roar. I don't know. I don't. Does I don't a, know. That. Does a bear shit in the woods? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Yeah, they do roar, don't they? I don't know. I don't know. I think you'd notice if it was a bear, though, surely. You'd think it, you'd notice, know what a bear looks like. Maybe. I don't know. So it's when you live in places when you sort of have to be aware of bears, as well. obviously in the UK, we don't need to don't need to know bear safety and stuff like that. No, no, it's not high up my priorities. Yeah, yeah, you'd think if you were that. Those local areas, you you would probably be aware of of local sort of creatures, mm. um, like bears, raccoons, all those kind of things. So yeah, that's weird. Mm. weird. There's a video in America where literally like three black bears in someone's garden. Like what? Mm. The, my God, that's it. And it, it's not a it's not a rare thing over there. I suppose in the sort of forest regions. Like I've I've been over to Australia. To visit relatives, and we went to a cemetery, and there's like kangaroos everywhere. Like they're like rodents. They're that. There's that many of them. Mm. Whereas, I suppose bears are the same sort of thing in that kind of environment. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, weird. In addition to the big water sightings and disappearances, others have reported seeing strange floating lights, other mysterious bottling creatures, and UFO activity. So what is going on at the Bend Triangle? The area is said to be cursed, and the Indians of the area had long been very wary of the area and avoided it. An Algonquin legend warned of a malevolent stone in the mountains that would open up and devour anyone unlucky enough to step on it. So that would account for disappearances. Yeah, definitely. If these have stood on this stone and been devoured by the mountain. Some say it is paranormal, stating that the place is a window into John Explains. Maybe some sort of portal. Mm. While some say the area is unstable due to wind patterns that are unusually chaotic and confusing, so people can easily get lost. Whatever the reason, the stories and legends live on in the Bennington Triangle, Vermont. Mm. 